Welcome, Dr. Jace Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This actually might be my last Saturday episode. I'm semi-retired. I'm thinking, why am I doing six days a week? I think people do enjoy the daily podcast, but it's not seven days a week. And now I think it won't be six. It'll just be five. And uh, that'll allow me to have the weekends off, which back in the day, I, I never did have the weekends off. It seemed like Saturday, I worked really hard. I remember my dad working at least a half day when I was growing up. So I had that example. I just think I can enjoy five days a week of doing this podcast. I'll keep your comments and suggestions coming, but uh, you can use the weekend to catch up on podcasts or doing other things as I will do. But I've enjoyed it and I want to continue to enjoy it. And this is a way to spread out the fun a little bit more. So happy Saturday to everybody and happy Saturday. Saturday, especially to Tom Brady, who's going to enjoy the weekends in a very different way than what he had before and uh, training camps and other kinds of uh, situations. Although I think he will always be a fitness a TB12 guy and I really appreciate his uh, pliability concepts, which I try to follow some of them. I'm not Tom Brady. But I want to age well and he he certainly seems to have done that. So uh, first thanks sponsors, Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards. Compsy.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I think everybody's probably affected by Tom Brady officially retiring. The day was going to come. There's no question about that. He wasn't going to play forever, but it sure seemed like it for a while there. But my point today is to talk about the value of cards and whether they're going to go up, whether they're going to go down, how high they could go up, how low they could go down. Those are all possibilities. There absolutely are no sure things. But if he's no longer going to be making headlines as far as uh, passing yards, touchdowns, wins, Super Bowls, things like that, if his record now is permanent, then he doesn't have his on-field exploits to uh, drive interest in his cards. I'm willing to assume, for sake of argument today, that there may not ever be a quarterback that surpasses his seven rings and and many of his other uh, records. It's pretty unreasonable to think somebody's going to win that many Super Bowls, especially in a sport that's as competitive and team-oriented. So, uh, having said that, I've seen it mentioned in the hobby that there's no such thing as a bad price for Tom Brady, and that may actually be the same apply to any GOAT, anybody that's uh, considered the greatest of all time, that you can't overpay. I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely not true and a dangerous way to think about it. There there certainly is a bad price for anything if you're paying way above what it's worth. Uh, and again, if you just want to have it and you want to pay whatever it takes, it, it's a bad price that you're paying. But if your impatience is suggesting that you just have to be the highest bidder right now or pay this buy it now price that's jacked up, then that's your prerogative. But don't claim that you got a good deal. I can't tell you when you tell me the price is this bad or good? But when you're paying way above uh, what something uh, reasonably recently went for, that is suspect in my eyes. So I am not of the uh, mindset that says that uh, cards can only go up if you're Babe Ruth or Michael Jordan or Kobe or LeBron, any of these uh, fabulous athletes. In fact, the point I want to make also is that now this gives people an excuse to uh, take a breath. Think, okay, now Brady is done. He's not going to play anymore. Does this mean his cards are going to dip a little bit and I want to jump in? Or are they going to go higher in anticipation of what? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a seller, but I'm not a buyer indiscriminately either. And that's what I'm encouraging. There are a lot of Brady rookie cards out there and great Brady cards out there. Uh, way more than you can imagine. A lot of them are put away. When I bought a collection, they're Frequently, there were not very many 2,000 football cards, and it wasn't because they made less of them. It's because in the last 10 years or so, let's say, people have been setting aside the Bradys. 
So never really got that. When I look in the dollar boxes, I'm not seeing a lot of Brady's there either. He's got some cheaper cards, but you find out somebody really is a goat when all of their cards are marketable, pretty much all. They're not going cheap, but that doesn't mean you should pay any price. You can't compare to Babe Ruth, the original goat, because his cards were in so much shorter supply and have all kinds of condition rarities from back in the 30s and the 40s and the 20s that Babe Ruth is not a good comparison. Tom Brady is a, is a modern card player who is amazing, but has lots of cards and they are very visible, and they're headline garnering. I think some of his cards are overvalued, and, and perhaps some of the cards are undervalued. The question is trying to figure that out and do your own analysis. In five years, do you really expect these cards to keep going higher? Again, some of them may go up, but some of them may not. So do not just blindly think, whatever I buy now in five years when he goes into the Hall of Fame is going to be more... That is a fallacy. There are some rare cards that certainly have enduring value, but I still wouldn't want to pay twice uh, what it's worth in hopes that in five years it will have more than doubled. You've always got to find somebody to sell it to. I've heard the logic that everybody wants a Brady rookie card. Everybody wants a Babe Ruth. Everybody wants a Luco, a, uh, Michael Jordan, that, that there aren't enough PSA 10s or, or BGS 9.5s or you know gem mints to go around. That's half the story. Yes, everybody would like to have uh, these great cards, but at what price? Um, <laughs> everybody doesn't want one if the price is outrageous. And even if they did want it, they couldn't afford it. And even if they could afford it, well, even if they could barely afford it, there would be somebody whispering in their ear that, hey, you need to sell that right now because it's too valuable for what you have in your investments and your, your portfolio. Everybody likes to sit courtside at an NBA. How do you like to sit right at courtside, front row, or hockey tickets? I used to have hockey tickets right on the glass. Everybody would like to go to the finest restaurant in town or in the world or in the state or in the nation. Everybody would love to have a, a great car. Um, but all those things, everybody can want that, but are they willing to pay the price? If somebody said, hey, I've got an extra seat to go to the NBA game uh, tomorrow. Would you like, I, I can sell it to you. Would you? I'm sitting right at courtside. And you say, hey, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'd love to go. And uh, here's 500 bucks. He said, no, it's $5,000. Actually, it could be more than that for some of these. So you, you, there aren't people that want to spend 5,000 bucks to sit at courtside. There, there, everybody that wants to sit there for 50 bucks, maybe a bunch of people want to sit there for 500. Well, the same thing with Tom Brady. Everybody wants a Brady rookie, but do they want it? If it's 500 bucks, that's different than it's 5,000 or 50,000 or 500,000. And again, the people that are paying the huge bucks, in many cases, they're more investors who are thinking that I'm going to buy it now, but surely it's going to get even uh, more expensive over time. Again, if somebody invites you to go to a restaurant, you know, I want to go to the restaurant. That's right. And then you finally get the bill and you find out it was a price fix meal that was $500 a plate. You think it wasn't that great, but everybody would say the food was great, but it may not be worth it, even if it was the best meal you ever had or $1,000. It's it's crazy. In a car, now the, the really expensive cars in many cases are collector cars. The cars from that are not restored, but are in, in gem mint condition from uh, 57 Chevy or something. That's different than transportation market. Now people, there's a competitive market to buy a car and you want to buy a nice car. Most people like driving nice cars, but that's different than buying a, an early Corvette. That's a collector car and that the prices can go way higher. So everybody would like one, but not everybody's going to spend the money. Not everybody has the money. 
in thinking of, of money, uh, I still think the way people are doing market cap for cards is not uh, comprehensive enough. The, I, I'm looking at like a GNP or gross national product. And what's the value of Brady Nation, of all the Brady cards that are out there, not just one of each? And it's is it a billion dollars? I'm guessing it's more than that. So after all, you got some some contend- contenders that are a hundred of them uh, that are each going for a, a million plus. So it's a hundred million dollars worth of value right there. And that's just one card. So it, are, are there billions of dollars worth of Brady cards out there? And if so, are there enough people that want to spend that kind of bucks to have Brady cards rather than a Brady experience or some other alternative? Finally, if you were gifted, so it's Christmas or it's your birthday and somebody gives you a Brady uh, rookie card. Um, Everybody would like to have it. It's a great present, but not everybody would want to keep it once they look it up and realize that this is what it's worth. And they may have some other alternative, something else they'd rather have for the money. On the other hand, if you are gifted a, a nice card and you sell it, you probably have a tax implication. And so even if you have the card, you may think, well, I'm going to keep it or I'm going to sell it. If I sell it, I've got to pay taxes on it. So it's not as complicated. As I said, Brady is truly a goat in so many ways. And that means that even his non-rookie cards uh, sell well, uh, which is, again, the case for others that are goats. Brady, I I do not recommend that you buy now so that in five years when he gets in the Hall of Fame, he's going to have some big burst because I think that's already baked in. What more could the guy do? And frankly, just to end this on a positive note, again, as I said, there there are many alternatives. There are alternative players. Even if he's the best, who's the second best? Who's the up-and-comer? And if the best guy is 10 times the value of the second best guy, then you you may have some upside there. So if you're too singular in your focus and you ignore any other alternatives in your collecting, that's what drives the price up. As long as lots of people are chasing Brady and thinking, I've got to have it, and only that, then that's going to increase the price until the price gets too high. And when the perception is it's too high, and people think, I'd rather have another quarterback or switch sports, something that's not as as fully priced. Lastly, the positive note is, can you imagine what would happen? We're having this conversation because Brady is retiring on top, not quite on top of winning another Super Bowl, but having a fabulous year, arguably, you know, in the top three of MVP in the league at the age of 44. Can you imagine if he would have played one more year and had a poor season or gotten uh, badly injured next year, let's say, for the Bucks? what that would have done? So he's going out on top. My hat's off to him. I'm not saying he's not a great card to have in your collection, but Please don't think there's no such thing as a bad price or I've got to buy it now. Especially his base cards and his base rookies, they are not that tough. I just think you're not going to want to hear that wait for the price to come down and it may not ever come down. I'm hard-pressed to think that these uh, tens of cards that were made uh, recently are going to hold their value. If they do, then I'm wrong. But you just can't expect that value to keep going up. There are too many other alternatives. Again, not saying that Brady is overpriced, but if he keeps going up from here after now he's retired, I would say buyer beware. Buyer beware. And if enough buyers said, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait for it to come down, then I think we'd see... People must be thinking that they're over... (laughs) You have a steady stream of of Jordan rookies and and Brady rookies coming into the market because the people that are putting them out there are thinking, I'm going to harvest this. So the seller is thinking it's time to sell. 
Now, as long as there's more buyers than sellers, the, the price can go up, but there's a limit to how far something can go up. It's just there's not the value, especially with him being retired now. So don't want to be gloomy, but again, just a, it's a Saturday morning <laughs> and I uh, hope you're enjoying the hobby. I certainly am, but uh, as I said, I do not get a singular focus on I have to have Roberto Clemente that no matter what the price is, I think that's not healthy. It's a much broader hobby than that, but I have some cards. Now, if you have some cards that you think, well, I'm just, I'm going to stretch to buy this one card, but you can't stretch to buy all the Clemente cards or all the Brady cards, or you're you're not diversified. You're in a, in a situation where if there's any kind of a turn, the liquidity uh, seems real strong now, but if, if there were more coming out of the woodwork, uh, that may not be the case. So thanks, everybody. I just enjoyed thinking about the great 22 years of Tom Brady and uh, enjoy it, but don't be as compulsive about collecting his cards that you're going to pay any price. So thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow or see you Monday. Bye. The man-